everyone. This is John Asplin, Superintendent of District 205. Thank you for tuning into the Galesburg 205 podcast. We'll be talking to many different people within the school district during these podcasts. And this week, I'm happy to welcome Mr. Tom Hawkins to the show. Mr. Hawkins is the high school principal and a longtime resident of Galesburg and a 1989 GHS grad. Welcome, Tom. Well, thank you for having me on your show today. So for those few people out there that may not know you, why don't you give everybody a thumbnail sketch of who Tom Hawkins is? Well, as you've already mentioned, I am a 1989 graduate of Galesburg High School. You know, I am a silver streak. And I think that's really important. And I, every day I try to remember that as I walk in, when I walk into the building that I, you know, I was, I actually walk these hallways and, you know, I have a lot of pride in the building as well as what it is to be a silver streak. And, you know, so when I talk to students and, uh, and I deal with the staff, you know, I try to remember that uh, every day. Uh, being from the community, I'm proud of Galesburg as well. Uh, I know a lot of people, uh, you know, say sometimes it's difficult to live in Galesburg. I, I think just the opposite. You know, I think Galesburg has a lot to offer. And I think everybody uh, can find, you know, their little niche inside of our community. Uh, so I'm proud of our community. And uh, I'm also proud to be a graduate of Galesburg High School, and, and I'm glad I have the opportunity uh, to to lead our great school. So you graduated from GHS in 1989, and then you went to University of Illinois, um, and you got a degree in what? Well, my first degree was in uh, kinesiology. I had this big idea that I, well, I started uh, at school, uh, I was going to be a science teacher, a high school science teacher. And uh, as like happens in college, sometimes uh, you get uh, you meet people and they uh, they persuade you or they to try other things. And then next thing you know, you're changing your major. And so I changed my major to exercise physiology inside of kinesiology. And I was going to at the time there was this thing called corporate wellness and basically a way that companies could save on their insurance premiums for their employees was to offer a wellness program for them. Well, toward the end of uh, the the beginning of the 90s, as you know how the economy was, uh, went into the recession in the the early 90s, you know, companies had to start looking for ways to cut. Corporate wellness was one of those areas that they cut. So there wasn't a lot of jobs there in corporate wellness. So at that time, uh, after graduating uh, with a degree in exercise physiology, uh, I took some time off and came back and actually worked on dad's farm and uh, uh, realized I wasn't ready to farm yet. Uh, so I went back and found out what I needed uh, to be a teacher. And I needed, with all the uh, previous teaching courses I had early on in my college experience, as well as my exercise physiology background. I was the, the easiest thing to, the quickest way to get me uh, to get a teaching certificate was in the, in the area of physical and health education. So that's where I uh, ended up. Uh, so yeah, that's, so basically I have two, two um, I don't know if you call them, it was like, a, ended up being a double major in exercise physiology as well as uh, physical education. So you got your first teaching job, obviously, you know, later than what it would have been if you had started right out of, you know, out of high school and gone straight on to be a teacher and, uh, you know, graduating from college in 1993. And I can vouch for that time. It was a very rough time to find a job anywhere. 
because um, you and I are not too far apart in age. And uh, yeah, that was a very much of a recession time in the in the economy. But you graduate in 93, you go back um, to become a teacher. And where do you get your first teaching job? Well, I, I left out five years there. <laughs> uh, so after I got my teaching certificate, and, you know, my dad asked me at that time, dad and older brother Steve asked me at that time if I wanted to come back to the farm. And at that time, I was ready. Uh, you know, I had met my wife, Dolinda. Uh, we just celebrated 25 years, so I'm proud of that. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, but you know, I met uh, my wife, Delinda, and we decided to move back. And I started uh, farming. And I farmed for five years. And uh, the late 90s weren't really great on the, <laughs> on the, ag, on the ag industry. Uh, so that's when I made my move into, uh, into teaching. And I started my first job uh, in the fall of 2000, 2001. So I got my first teaching job as a physical education teacher. I took over for uh, uh, Dennis Canelli, who retired uh, at Lombard Middle School. And so then from there, uh, you've had other administrative positions within the district. So why don't you take us through that? Yeah. So I did my uh, three years of teaching uh, at Lombard. And then uh, I did five years of teaching of PE at Churchill, then back as a dean for two years at Lombard, then the assistant principal at Lombard for three years, and then seven years as the principal at Churchill, and then here I am right now. So you've had experience basically sixth grade through 12th grade between teaching and, and, and being an administrator. So what would you say, and I did not prep you on this, so you know, take your time to answer, I guess. What would you say is the biggest difference between working and teaching uh, as an administrator, both as a teacher in a middle school versus the high school? What's the biggest difference you notice? Well, it's a, definitely the age group of kids. You know, you look at the middle school student and, you know, a lot of people will, you know, they always, there's a joke out there that nobody wants to teach middle school. But I think middle school is a fantastic age. Uh, the kids are coming to you from elementary they're very excited you know uh, they're so much of their day is so much is structured on on how they do things at the elementary level that they bring that with them and then they go through this big change and these in those in those three years when at least my experience was six through eight they go through those that big change where they all of a sudden they want to become more independent. You start seeing that as a, if any of you are, if you're a parent, you see that as well. Usually those that seventh and eighth grade year are not very fun years in the household when you have kids that are that age, but they go through that change from wanting, you know, they're being, they're very dependent to wanting to be independent. But the crazy thing about an eighth grader is, is that there's still that moment where they're, their kid that's in very much need of some of some support. There's just so much more uh, support in a different way at the middle level than there is at the high school level. Um, and I think that's the big thing. You know, and I, I people have asked me what the one big difference of being an administrator at either building is, is that um, at the middle level, uh, having your hands in absolute everything. Uh, and then when you go to the high school level, you're just, you, you have, you know, you have more assistance. So you're, you, you're constantly almost like rearranging, 
things and directing things versus having your your having your hands involved in something. So uh, that has been the biggest change. You know, I get, and I'm very fortunate right now to have you know some very very great capable people that I'm working with at the high school to help with <laughs> just so many things going on out at Kelsby High School. It's great to have that support. Yeah, so there obviously is a lot going on at the high school. And, you know, one of those that people can see most assuredly when they walk in the building or even drive by the building is the construction process. So uh, having been right in the middle of that construction process this year, uh, what has been the biggest, well, let's just be honest, what's been the biggest uh, drawback to all the construction first before we get into anything positive? Well, the, the biggest drawback is that, you know, there, there was a there was a lot of freedoms that, you know, that or uh, definitely um, things that we that we definitely have taken you know, we, we had taken for granted uh, and before, you know. One of those things is when you're a staff member is, is parking, you know, for example. Uh, now uh, our parking is limited due to construction um, it, and what entrances are available uh, to the building. Uh, now, some of those uh, additional entrances have been added, but, you know, for pretty much the whole first uh, semester of, the, you know, there was very few entrances that were available to our staff and parking spaces that were available that, you know, it was, it was definitely a walk for some, uh, you know, learning the system with the doorways and the new key, uh, key mechanisms. Um, that has been de uh, difficult, uh, working around the, you know, the little construction issues that come up and, and trying to organize that with staff, you know, has, has been definitely different. And is, and, and, and I'll, I'll just say this, our staff's been great and been, have been very flexible uh, and dealing with these changes. It's tough though, you know, when you're not used to that, when everything, you know, used, used to be, this is the way it was. Why can't we get there back to it as soon as possible? You know, we've just constantly been preaching patience to our staff and, uh, they've been really great at that. Yeah. They, we really do appreciate the patience that people have shown because it's been obviously a lot of delays and <clears throat> a lot of changes for people that we were hoping would have been removed long before the, the school year even started, but we've had, as I said, lots of delays. But uh, there's also been a lot of positives about the new building. So uh, what have been some of your favorite changes? Just how bright the building is. And, you know, I've, you know, fortunate to have uh, a lot of uh, friends that when they do come back to the community, they've, they've said, hey, can we, is there a possibility that we can take a look around with you? And, uh, you know, just uh, a couple Friday nights ago, uh, one of uh, my classmates, who's a uh, a sports writer for uh, the Quincy newspaper, came to town, and I and I gave him a quick tour, and he's like, I can't even believe this is the same building. It's it's so bright in here, and he, much needed, and really and really liked it, and everything looked it looks clean. Um, you know, some of the positive things is that we've we've provided our kids with comfortable seating. Yeah, you know. Um, and, uh, it, that's just been great and new fixtures and our, you know, we want our kids, you know, one of the things is, is that we want our kids you know, to, to appreciate, um, uh, you know, the, the really nice things that the district and also our community support has provided 
them and uh, because, you know, they deserve it. Our staff uh, deserves it as well to be able to um, be able to teach and, and for students to be able to learn in a in a wonderful learning environment. And so, you know, that's the first thing when you walk in, it's a it, it completely opens your eyes to everything that's been changed. I think the biggest the biggest thing is our commons area has, you know, uh, when people come in and see our commons area, they're blown away. Um, I, we have students from other communities that when they're coming to our building for a sporting event, will walk in and be absolutely amazed and like say, wow, we wish we had this, um, classroom. Um, matter of fact, just uh, a couple weekends ago, we had the, the shootout, the Martin Luther King uh, boys uh, basketball tournament shootout. And uh, we had um, the coach from Chicago or stopped me in our, our hospitality room and, and was just amazed at the what our students have. And it was it was really neat because he and our kids need to realize that he says because he says our kids don't have something like this so i just want our kids to appreciate it and i want our staff to appreciate it as well well and it's you know we're, we're getting down to where the construction process will will end at some point and our goal right now is to get uh, our staff at least into the to the new auditorium uh, before the, the year is out, or hopefully on our last day, we can have the staff in there. And that's, you know, obviously just a goal at this point. But uh, have you had a chance to walk into the auditorium lately? Absolutely. I was in there last week and there are and, and they're they're starting to pour uh, the flooring in there. And as I was leaving today to come over here, uh, they've got the actual entrance blocked off because they have cement trucks lined up. They're pumping concrete in there as we speak. So they're pouring the floor like crazy. Uh, and to see that place slowly, you know, uh, make a transformation has been just wonderful. Yeah, and with our, you know, world-class, and I'll say world-class fine arts uh, program we have here, you know, we've been, we've been really wanting to get that auditorium to be the center of, of what we do with the fine arts department and, and adding those band and choir rooms on and doing that whole wing basically is, uh, you know, for our, for our musical plays, whatever, you know, all concerts, uh, that's going to be a huge addition. And, and with that commons, um, you know, that, that whole area of school, which was kind of dark and, you know, kind of locked off to the community for, for most of the time, uh, turning that into a, a bright and, and beautiful, uh, you know, kind of a magnet where all the kids kind of go every day has really turned into a big change for us. And, and we're really excited about that. Um, so back to to you for a second. So you graduated from Galesburg High School in 1989. So if you could just list a couple of your favorite teachers that you had when you were you met, you don't even have to say the high school, just any teachers you had as your as you went through your career in District 205. Who are some of your favorite teachers that you had and why? Well, absolutely. How the war uh, would be one. Uh, I never had how uh, the war was uh, fantastic. And I had him in American studies and I had, and Gail Stewart it was how and Gail Stewart. They were two of my, uh, uh, very favorite. Now, uh, some of the other, uh, teachers, for example, one that I did not have two that I did not have. Uh, but I had him, I had one as a coach was Steve Peachy, of course. 
he was more, you know, when my freshman year was Steve Peachy's first year. And so he kind of looked like a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, he had to grow a mustache, so he didn't look like a kid. <laughs> but he was more of a mentor than anything. Uh, and as a coach, um, then Barb Davina was very uh, instrumental in, in, in shaping me as far as some of the – I never had her as a, as a teacher again, but uh, some of the after-school programs that she was involved in that I was also involved in were, were great. Um, um, you know, I had some great uh, science teachers uh, there uh, during my time. Um, and also, you know, I think that, uh, another one that I, I, to this day, I call him coach when I see him, you know, but Bill Allison, uh, Bill Allison, uh, was, uh, um, my, my, um, sophomore level English language arts teacher, but he was also a coach and, you know, being involved in athletics, you know, some of those guys, your coaches, you know, they they, they also become, I have a fantastic dad. I just want to put that out. My dad, I was very fortunate to be given the dad that I have. You have it's a fantastic it, mom, too. I do, too. I mean, sorry, know, mom. Marsha's listening. You want to make sure you get <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I, yeah, but um, I had a fantastic mom but I as well. Uh, but what I'm saying is that the, those male uh, uh, role models that I had as coaches, Jerry Albright, you know, Mick Hickey, they all played were, were great and you know they didn't allow me to stray at all and you know i was an ornery kid as well but they didn't allow me to stray and so those are some of the people you know that i look back that really you know had an influence on me to want to be in education and and you know another person i want to mention is former principal jack browning uh, you know, he was a good friend of the family, uh, as well, but, uh, he was kind of, you know, he was one of the reasons that, you know, event, when I went into college, I wanted to be, uh, an administrator as well. So eventually ended up in administration. So those are some of those people. Well, it takes a village and it sounds like there was a village here at Galesburg, uh, between all your schools, but at the high school for sure, to help raise Tom Hawkins to become the guy that he is today. So. <laughs> Yeah, they're probably sorry, too. Uh, <laughs> we'll get some of them on later. Maybe they'll give a different side to this. We didn't do that on purpose. Yeah. But uh, one last thing I want to make sure the people out there listening know. So Tom Hawkins, if you guys don't know, Tom's quite the foodie. So Tom uh, likes to share different recipes with me and uh, because I need help in, in that area. So uh, Tom's always good about sharing different recipes with me. So what's one of your favorite recipes you've tried lately? Well, just yesterday, and I actually, when I, what I do is I take pictures, I try to recreate stuff that I've eaten uh, at restaurants, and I, I take pictures, and I usually send it to other two foodies that are former coaches, Wes Olson and uh, Sean Hickey. Sean's at, still at GHS, Wes is superintendent down in Bond County, but uh, the, the, one of my favorite restaurants uh, locally is uh, Coriana. It is. It just seems like, you know, they're so busy when I went over and get there. There's chicken. I'm going to butcher chicken uh, bulgogi. There's, I don't know. Yeah, very good. Um, so I was like, well, I wonder if I can try to recreate that with beef. You know, being a farm kid, you always have, you know, beef is something you have in the freezer. <laughs> and uh, so... 
I did that. I actually recreate and the internet's a wonderful thing. Uh, so I actually followed a recipe to the T yesterday and it was fantastic. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I've done that, uh, I believe. And so it was beef, a spicy beef, uh, bulgogi yesterday. So what are some of the ingredients? Oh, it's just all your, all that, uh, a lot, lot of red pepper flake, cayenne. It's very spicy. Good. Um, and uh, you're the only one eating it. Would other people? Agree yeah, that it not, was good? It, well, it's good. It's good. Nobody in my house is, is like spicy <laughs> stuff. I've always liked spicy stuff. I grow, I, I grow in my garden uh, all sorts of spicy pepper plants and do and I can salsa and spicy pickles and I do all that. Every it's just part of the farm kid. You can't get out of me. The country kid of canning. But uh, another one I think I shared with you is um, liver and onions. Now, yeah. growing up, and I, I've shared this with you in the Midwest. If you're if you have like that European ancestry, everything is just fried and floured, or or very cream based right. and heavy. And, and my we would always cook liver and onions. Just we would soak it, fry it, serve it with onions. I wasn't a fan. I ate it because in my and why growing up, you you ate what you ate what was made because right. it was disrespectful not to from mom. So, uh, but I said, well, I've got to find a different way for living on onions. So I actually looked to use the internet once again. I found um, from the Mexican kitchen a way of cooking a living on onions, and I tried that, and I was just fantastic. It was it was great. And you got to get past the liver texture, uh, the texture of liver anyway, but liver is uh, the Mexican way. Okay. Well, uh, we're, we're out of time for today. We'll have to have Tom back on and he'll have to do some more uh, Epicurean, uh, <laughs> uh, what I want to say, uh, trying of some different recipes and uh, doing taking some risks out there. And maybe we'll come back. We'll just have a cooking show. You can just come back and go cooking with Tom. You know, that'll be the new thing. And maybe I'll just quit talking at all. We'll just come on and talk about what your latest trial is. I'll probably cut my finger off or something. <laughs> Julia Childs from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to, to Tom Hawkins. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening today. And, Tom, is there anything last thing you'd like to say to the, to the listeners out there? Uh, is I like I end with my staff. is in silver and gold. Go streaks. <laughs>